Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. This week, Alex Bajanoff joins us from Charlottesville, Virginia, where he is founder and CEO of Lumen. Lumen's smart panel is currently adopted by hundreds of solar and energy storage installers, providing a system for retrofitting an existing circuit breaker panel to perform energy data analysis and circuit control. Data on connected appliances and systems is gathered and analyzed to assist homeowners in better understanding their home energy habits. An inventor and entrepreneur, Alex had the idea for Lumen while tending to his first startup, Dream Power, which he founded at the University of Virginia's iLab while earning his graduate degree at UVA's Darden School of Business. Lumen recently announced Lumen Edge, which is a new modular smart energy system and smart home application that gives homeowners the flexibility to manage, monitor, and optimize their home energy usage. Alex Bajanov, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Well, when I first learned about your company, it was in connection to um, a press release about Lumen Edge, which I just mentioned. And uh, you know what? I, I It's one of these categories or verticals that I've been covering for past five years or so, energy management and, uh, and, and the evolution of more of a DIY or uh, homeowner controlled sort of scenario, uh, you know, with apps and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that your backstory was um, from a kind of an incubator or uh, lab there at UVA, the iLab, um, I, I really wanted to kind of learn about that a little bit more first because that was fascinating to me. Can you uh, just kind of explain what iLab is there at uh, UVA? So, Jeremy, thank you for uh, asking about that because, you know, that brings such great memories uh, uh, (laughs) to me. So, um, as you mentioned, I went to Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia, which was a, you know, classic um, MBA two-year program. But unlike uh, many of my classmates, I was not looking to, you know, recruit and get a job in a larger company, which is fairly standard for, you know, anybody who goes to MBA. Okay. And instead, I was looking to uh, start my own clean tech company. And uh, Darden um, had and still has, the the program is still there and quite successful, has this program called uh, iLab or Business Incubator at Darden School of Business, which provides uh, Darden students and now a broader Charlottesville community with uh, a really great launch pad for their startup ideas. Um, not necessarily in clean tech or even energy space at all. It, it's very broad and diverse, but um, in, you know, in general, um, iLab gives you great resources anywhere starting from, you know, space, just pure physical office space for to, um, you know, support, legal support, accounting support, training, coaching, putting you in front of a number of great Darden professors. I mean, that's especially important for those who are non-Darden students. Um, in, um, if I recall correctly, there's even like some, a, a little bit of money involved, like they may give you, you know, a little check. So it was, it was a great uh, way to start a company for, you know, someone who is a foreigner like me, because I did come uh, from, from Moscow to uh, get my MBA at Darden. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's, uh, 
you know, I, I can only say really, really good things about that. So if folks from you know the iLab and Darden General listen to this, hey, thank you so much once again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, so so let's let's backtrack then to how you even learned about Darden and um, this opportunity when you were working in in a career already uh, in Moscow and you had uh, not, I guess. Uh, we're, we're far removed from the idea of, of green technology because uh, you were working in more of a fossil fuels business, correct, back in uh, Russia? Yes, that's correct. I spent first, um, I think, almost 10 years of my career being exactly on the other side of the <laughs> fence. Uh, I was working in the mining uh, sector, so you know, very closely involved with fossil fuels and, uh, you know, general mining. So anything that's that's being, you know, excavated from underground. Um, so metals, uh, for example, or, you know, coal or you know, what have you. Um, so <clears throat> in many, many ways, that experience was the, the whole reason why I decided to go in uh, into clean tech or clean energy because mm-hmm. I saw firsthand how um, unsustainable everything is about, you know, us extracting, you know, and using fossil fuels in, in, in general natural resources. And there are two aspects to that. Um, I mean, one that I, I believe is very broadly uh, understood these days, or at least getting, you know, broadly understood, which is it's kind of very bad to burn fossil fuels because they, they just pollute, you know, the atmosphere and, cause, you know, uh, uh, climate change and uh, there's a lot of uh, carbon dioxide emissions associated with that, et cetera, et cetera. So I think everybody's more or less aware of that. But there's another one which um, doesn't really get um, that widely spoken, at least outside of the kind of whole mining um, industry, which is it gets more and more difficult to extract stuff let's call it that yeah. from um and it gets more and more expensive and more difficult to locate new resources uh the ones that we can locate are getting farther and farther you know they would be somewhere up north or you know under the the, the seabed or ocean bed in just really get it's it's really difficult to get to them and so the whole industry has to run as quickly as it can only to stay at the same place at the same rate of extraction and uh, in, in kind of you know delivering the same amount of you know for example fossil fuels to power up the humanity so that is also critical because we have to understand that it, it, it just gets really really difficult to get stuff from underneath and then it's really bad to burn it yeah. um, so those were the two main reasons why I thought to myself, hey, we really need to figure out how we transition to the, the next um, abundant, clean, renewable uh, energy source. And by the way, hey, we have this nuclear reactor in the sky that emits <laughs> as much energy um, as we all need, the whole humanity. Sun can power the whole humanity for a year. Within with with the energy it sends towards Earth, uh, I believe within just a couple of hours. Hmm. If wow. we could capture all of that, we're good for a year, just yeah. within a couple of hours. And we just need to figure out the technology, and and that's 
that was um, that was why I kind of <laughs> shifted my focus from um, natural resources or you know, mining to um, to clean clean energy. Well, before Lumen comes along, um, you have this uh, this startup dream power so what yes. was that how, how did you come up did you come to uh to the mba program with this idea in mind that i need help to get this going or were you there and figured it out while you were uh, at darden so <clears throat> i don't think i have ever mentioned this to anyone publicly so this will be <laughs> um kind of uh first time so i i knew very little about um you know energy or clean energy technologies or in general this market before uh, I came out to Darden. Okay. Uh, I was coming from the mining world and and I was coming from the country where clean energy is not an industry at all. Okay. Like you just can't learn that stuff because you know there are no clean energy companies in Russia. No one does this. Uh, I don't think the situation even today has changed dramatically, but back then, you know, uh, almost 10 years ago, it just didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I came out here with a very clear idea. And within two weeks of being at Darden and talking to a bunch of folks and professors, one professor to whom I just said, hey, I have this great idea. And he, he goes like, well, have you ever heard about this company called Solar City?" Because my idea at the time was, hey, why don't we just put solar panels on people's roofs without charging them anything up front and then charge them for the energy, which mm. is obviously a PPA or power purchase agreement. That's a typical industry standard term that was uh, widely used by Solar City company that was later acquired by Tesla okay. and, or, or a bunch of other amazing companies in the solar space. So I had that idea and turned out I, I was right. And that was the big confirmation for me, which is like, okay, it's okay that someone is already doing it, but my idea was right. Um, and so I looked around and I applied the same concept, which is no money down for the end user, for the customer, uh, but getting something of value. Um, but I applied that to energy efficiency. And so Dream Power was providing uh, small, medium-sized businesses with energy efficiency upgrades to their facilities. Hmm. So LED lights, smart thermostats, light motion sensors, et cetera, et cetera, at no upfront cost, like literally $0. And then uh, uh, the company would share into the uh, uh, savings as a recurring revenue uh, down the, downstream. Hmm. So that was the business model. And... Uh, and actually, you know, it has a name. It's um, um, energy service companies or ESCOs are very abundant, uh, but they typically provide this sort of services to either very large uh, industrial or very large commercial facilities or government uh, facilities or buildings, what have you. But, you know, main street businesses, even today, are quite often overlooked. They just don't get that attention because they're not large enough. So that was Dream Power. And, uh, I, I must say I learned a lot by, by doing that. I learned uh, all, all the things about the, you know, how, how electrical grid works and how, how electricity gets supplied to any facility and what happens inside and how solar works and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that, that was kind of my, uh, my education out there uh, in the field. And I scaled the company to you know, dozens and dozens of paying 
business customers, which was great. And um, obviously, then I um, uh, kind of moved forward to towards uh, founding Lumen. Well, let's uh, start talking about Lumen. Uh, but first, we will take a short break for a commercial. Founded in 2005 by a team of highly skilled audio veterans, Wet Sounds is an award-winning Texas-based marine audio company bringing a level of performance, style, and durability unparalleled in the audio industry. Wet Sounds is proud to introduce you to the Venue Series 110-volt, 1200-watt four-channel amplifier system. The VS1200 amplifier was specifically designed to power Venue Series products while utilizing a 110-volt power source. Included is the VSLSENC, a purpose-built landscape enclosure designed to house the Wet Sounds VS1200 amp with the plug-and-play media center in harsh outdoor environments. Learn more, visit wetsounds.com. Welcome back. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, and I'm talking with Alex Bajanoff, founder and CEO of Lumen. Uh, Alex, before uh, the break, we were uh, kind of leading up to your current company, uh, now, uh, I'd love to know how you transitioned from that startup to, uh, what Lumen became and what, what, what your idea was there initially, uh, for Lumen. Yeah. Um, so as I, as I mentioned already, right. I, I learned a lot about how, how the energy grid operates through right. my previous company in, in all the latest trends in the um, energy world, so to speak, and especially, you know, clean energy and technologies. And what became really clear to me was that um, we, you know, that the state of um, technologies on, you know, solar, energy storage, electrical vehicles, and a bunch of other things, um, those technologies have advanced dramatically over the past even 10 years but and, and more than that. And the good news is that I believe that we are behind the kind of point of no return, hmm. which means that solar just makes economic sense. And uh, maybe still not everywhere, but mm -hmm. in most places it does. No longer it's just this, you know, edge case of, oh, oh my God, this only works for a facility that, you know, just cannot be connected to the grid. That's not, that's not true. Um, and, and so what I realized is that moving forward, we'll be only seeing more and more of solar, of home batteries, of electric vehicles that are capable of uh, powering, you know, charging from your house, but also charging back mm. or discharging technically uh, in powering your house in, in, in other things. And the big question was like, well, how do we accommodate all of that and how do we manage all of that? In many, many ways, um, I, I feel like the grid is moving to a state where each individual building will be a mini grid of its own. And it will be managing the many supply sources. One of them is still, you know, the the, the, the grid as we know it, right? We're, all buildings will still be connected to, uh, to the larger grid. And that supply will be just one of the potential sources for, for power inside your home. Which, but you could also have solar panels. You could also have battery. You could also have your electric car in your garage that you know could discharge the battery and run your house if if you know if that's the preference. And then, of course, on the other side, you have all different things in your house consuming electricity, and all our appliances, lights, and what have you. 
And so the idea behind Lumen is that in the, um, with the advancement of all the um, clean energy technologies, you have to uh, enable buildings to balance that supply and demand of electricity inside each building. In, and that was the whole premise. Um, like, okay, how do we do this? And uh, naturally, uh, first we, we um, had to take the route of building some technology to manage electrical loads because that was not present uh, at the time when I founded the company in how to best do that. And we came up with our first product, which I think I believe you already mentioned today, Lumen Smart Panel. And uh, that, that was uh, kind of a retrofit system to an existing circuit breaker panel that allowed to manage uh, uh, each individual circuit, uh, you know, provide data on the energy consumption, provide control to that circuit, et cetera. And now we're moving forward uh, as we, you know, learned a lot and we're advancing the technology and that's the Lumen Edge family. Right. So I, I, I am somewhat familiar with the idea of, um, of retrofitting the circuit breaker panel. And, uh, and so you're putting uh, little devices into the panel, um, the existing panel to be able to connect to it to the network, I'm assuming, um, and, and to, to then analyze what's going on throughout the, the home and also to enable switching from, I guess, a solar um, array to, uh, you know, pull from the battery and the various and maybe the electric car kind of connection there. So just managing all of that is, is that what's happening? Um, in, in many ways, um, I, I believe uh, what, what you described mostly refers to um, devices that are called home energy monitors that do indeed go into inside the panels and kind of have those uh, clamp on sensors, also called CTs or current transformers. Um, and they uh, manage or uh, sorry, measure electricity, right? They give you the data. Um, where uh, we kind of um, advanced with LumenEdge with our new product, mm -hmm. we advanced that to, um, first of all, adding control. So each uh, line in your house now can have uh, automatic control of that circuit through uh, a LumenEdge module that can be installed anywhere along that wire. And that's uh, part of, of the great flexibility that our new product offers is that um, you don't, you know, unlike Lumen Smart Panel, for example, that had to be um, installed in, you know, in proximity, very, very close to your existing circuit breaker panel. Mm -hmm which was limiting. Uh, sometimes you just don't have the space. Sometimes it's, you know, in a very kind of uh, packed uh, uh, space and you just don't have enough uh, uh, real estate there. But now you can um, plug that module on that wire that goes from your panel to your appliance. So let's say your uh, water heater, your, your pool pump, your, I mean, name any appliance in your house. Mm -hmm. There's a wire that connects that appliance with your circuit breaker panel. In anywhere you can access that wire. Could be next to the panel, but also could be next to the appliance itself. Maybe it's your water heater that's sitting in a technical closet, right? Or in your garage or in your basement. Then that wire entered, like it is literally wired up, right? Mm -hmm. the, the water heater is wired up with a wire that goes to the panel. So you can totally install the module, Lumen Edge module on that wire. And in, in with that, you have 
the ability to get this distributed control over many, many different appliances in as many as you want, because you can install as many modules as you want. You can start with one if that's your preference. Um, and, and, and through that, you can control, you can measure your energy consumption. And yes, as you mentioned, you can totally um, automate your habits um, and switch towards, um, for example, solar consumption or uh, or uh, whatever your needs are um, uh, through software. Yeah. So the advantage seems to really be with someone who has solar uh, installed in their home and battery backup and that sort of thing. But you, you, you've said I, I've read in your information that you can definitely get advantages too without any of that, just being aware of where your consumption is taking place in the home. Uh, what what then is the the action for the homeowner if they're seeing, okay, well, we have a, um, a maybe a dehumidifier that that's always the culprit in, in a basement or something that's very power hungry. Um, and you see there's a big draw coming from that. Do they th then just simply say, okay, well, during these peak hours, I shouldn't be running that or What's what are the uh, the control aspects or uh, things that the home homeowner should or is going to be empowered to do? So, um, in fact, you you, you just mentioned uh, some of the um, markets or groups of uh, homeowners that would clearly benefit from uh, Luminage, even without having solar and and storage or uh, energy storage. Um, so, folks who, for example, happen to live in either time of use rates or uh, demand charge rates, which is uh, even more uh, penalizing uh, utility rate structure. Uh, there are about 7 million people in the US with those types of rates today. And you can totally create automations where you would say, hey, I, you know, here's my peak hours and I really don't want my pool pump to run in those hours. Mm. I really don't want my humidifier to run in those hours. I would love to shift that consumption into more clean or sorry, uh, uh, cheap uh, time time of the day or potentially time of the night mm -hmm. um, in, in the system allows you uh, to do that. Even though your end appliance, your, your pool pump or your, your humidifier may not be smart, right? It may not have that ability to create schedules or controls. Luminage allows you to do that. Okay. Or um, in demand charge uh, uh, case, um, so right, demand charge is when your utility is monitoring your overall home's um, uh, power load and, and says it looks for the highest 15 minute period due throughout the month and then says, aha, your maximum was that. So here's uh, a certain you know, a, a rate or a fee associated with that, with that number. That's called demand charge or your uh, power demand. And you could just tell, hey, Lumen, uh, I want to keep my house under certain threshold. Do not exceed this because uh, otherwise I'm getting penalized by my utility company. I don't want to pay. I don't want, I, I want to reduce my bill. And the system would just do that. The system would just keep by making sure that, um, you know, for example, several large appliances don't run at the same time that your water heater electric water heater does not run at the same time when your ac system is running hmm. it's it's a fairly straightforward um uh, algorithm that uh 
cuts off a big chunk of load from from, from your uh, from from your home demand, and that means uh, big savings for the homeowner. Um, and then there's of course of course the the whole array of value propositions for people with solar and with batteries. Um, in the in in the main either of course the our core market with Lumen Smart Panel people with batteries and uh, the system allows them for a whole home a backup on a single battery meaning they can save thirty forty thousand dollars on day one uh, after installing the system because they don't need to oversize their battery mm. and then uh, there are cases like what we're seeing in California right now where utilities are. Or state regulators technically are changing the the rules on how people sell back electricity to the grid. Um, that's called net metering, and uh, technically the reason why it was called net metering was because you were selling at the same price as you were buying from the utility company. Mm. Hence net. Um, these days uh, we prefer calling it asymmetrical net metering because all of a sudden you're selling to the utility at a much lower price than you're buying. Um, and that's that puts homeowners with solar um, into a big dis- disadvantage economically, and the system allows them or helps them to consume that power anywhere in their house. Hmm. Just don't sell it back to the utility. <laughs> Let's find that you know place to park that electricity. Do you have a pool pump? We'll run that. Hmm. Do you have an electric vehicle? Well, we'll charge it, and so on. Right. So these are just examples. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that, that caught my eye because I have always heard about the advantage of being able to sell back to the to the grid, but uh, that always seemed complicated, and I didn't realize about asymmetrical metering uh, until I read your press release, and then uh, to see that you can definitely redirect it within the the excess uh, solar power within the home to be consumed. That's that was a, a game changer t- to me. Uh, really cool the way that works. Um, how complicated is it to set up? Um, I, I'm sure that you're not going to say it's complicated. It's trying to make this not not a hard thing. But uh, for for the consumer who who has the you know your Lumen Edge product, um, they set it up. Do they? How does it connect to what their utility scenario is and how they're billed and that sort of thing? What, mm-hmm. What's that up upfront setup like? So for LumenEdge, um, there are, generally speaking, two components of the system. Uh, the first one is called LumenHub or LumenEdge Hub. Mm-hmm. And that's your fairly standard um, classic smart hub, right? Something that sits next to your uh, Wi-Fi or internet router, um, simply plugged into the you know, wall um, electric outlet and uh, your Ethernet cable goes into the uh, router. That's it. So. That's, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, then there are LumenEdge modules. And so these are the modules that I mentioned that are installed on individual wires. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as, as much as um, I, I want to say it's super simple, it is. And we made it purposefully extremely easy and straightforward to install with the installation time being, well, definitely less than 10 minutes. I can do this in less than five. That being said, um, we do strongly recommend for homeowners to get either qualified electricians mm. or get the system installed alongside with their solar and battery system if they're getting that. So then it's done by the installer or tap into the you know network of 
multiple hundred of Lumen certified installers that we have across the country. Okay. Um, and, I, and I'm saying that because we're very mindful of homeowner safety. Sure. And of course, there are a lot of folks who are very comfortable with doing minor electrical job in, in their homes. Sure. You know, in general, I must say that installing a Lumen Edge module is easier than replacing your light switch. Okay. If you're comfortable with that, and if your local um, electrical code in in your jurisdiction allows for you know that sort of job to be done by a non-electrician, um, you're absolutely fine installing that. But there are jurisdictions in the U.S. where the code is extremely rigid and strict, and you have to get an electrician for that job, unfortunately. But even with that less than 10 minutes uh, per module and you're all set to go. From there, it's pretty much a software setup, which can be done by the homeowner, it's all in the app. Um, you connect you know, different individual uh, uh, Lumen modules um, in the app. You also can connect various smart appliances that you may already have. So do you have a smart thermostat? Do you have other, you know, smart, uh, whatever that may be, right? Smart, smart fridge, for example. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have, uh, or you want to add them down the road, uh, smart plugs, mm -hmm. things that just plug into wall outlets. You can also do that. We're integrated with a number of brands for smart plugs. And you can add them into this uh, energy management system. So now you have a broader reach inside your house even though you may not have that many Lumen uh, Lumen devices there. So, um, yeah. so then in that software, in the app, it, it's connecting to your, it, you're putting in your utility information, who your power provider is on the grid um, to then kind of figure out the metering scenario um, if there is yes, one or? Cor correct, yeah. Um, you are, so essentially, right, the, the system would, would give you a few options uh, based on your location. But unfortunately, I, I must tell you that um, it is um, extremely difficult to keep tabs on all sorts of uh, utility rates that exist across the U.S. Um, it's just borderline impossible. There's a number of uh, uh, nonprofits or even startups that are trying to do that in uh, ju just that as their only uh, goal mm. in even with, with our products, we have found that they're quite often outdated, right? So you just have to be updating that. So we do rely on the user yeah. to provide some details. Um, but again, nothing nothing too uh, complex or too uh, difficult, really. It's just, hey, well, what is your utility? What's the name of your plan? Uh, what's your electricity rate? And, you know, if it's time of use, then you just have to specify those uh, periods. That's it. Right. And if you're working with an electrician or someone local there, they're probably going to be quite aware of what those scenarios are of course. as well. Um, of course. What about the number of modules that would be in a typical home? Um, I know it's hard to kind of average what that would be, but but how right. many do you think you might be talking about for a home? So um in general, right, that number is absolutely flexible. Right. You can start with one, you can go all the way to, you know, however large your home is. And I don't know, let's say you somehow you have 87 or uh, whatever the number is. But we absolutely do recommend to um, focus on your largest appliances, your largest circuits. Okay. Um, I, 
personally, I don't see a lot of value for someone uh, to installing a Lumen module to control their bedroom circuit, for example. Mm. Because from the energy standpoint of view, well, what are you controlling? Uh, your, 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 you know, your light on your nightstand and your phone charger. Right. Maybe your TV. That's it. But it, and in, in then you can do that by different ways. And sometimes there are maybe even more uh, advantages to the homeowner. It could be you know, a smart light bulb or a uh, wall, uh, wall plug that I already mentioned. But for your largest appliances, your, your, your water heater, your dryer, your washer, your dishwasher, your fridge, um, those kind of things, that's where really that's, that, that's uh, where Lumen Edge really shines. Hmm. And we believe that. On average, um, we have, you know, even, even our current product, Lumen Smart Panel, has 12 circuits. We believe that's that's a good number, and you know, we've seen the industry uh, aligning with us on this, um, and uh, a, a number of other products are focusing on this number. So I would say, with the um, you know the data set that we have collected on all the Lumen Smart Panels that we have installed, that um, it's somewhere between 10 and 16. Depends on the house, depends on, you know, how many AC systems you may have or, you know, how large is the house. But that, that would be a, a good range. Okay. Um, and some of these could be substituted. Uh, if you have a smart thermostat, you know, we can, we can connect to it. Then you don't need a Lumen Edge module on it. Right, right. Um, but, yeah. And and then uh, availability. When uh, is Lumen Edge going to uh, actually be on the market? Oh, that that is that is such as it's an extremely simple, but also <laughs> extremely difficult question. In in that date, changes changes all the time. Uh, I must say, uh, uh, not not only you know goes back and forth uh, because we're living through probably the worst supply chain crisis that the, at least the electronics, but probably all industry, industries have seen. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about, you know, things like Sony PlayStation not being available right. or, you know, no, not enough cars or, you know, what have you. And it's all kind of largely same root cause, not enough chips, not yeah. enough microchips. So we expect right now, uh, we expect LuminEdge to be available uh, mid next year. Okay. Um, and that's, that's the goal. That's the target. We work hard to make it happen. But as I said, the times are tough. Uh, it's, it's extremely difficult to ramp up a new supply chain for a new product these days. Um, we, you know, we've done quite well in supporting supply chain for our existing products, but ramping up a new one. That's uh, that's a lot of challenge and uh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> I thought um, I thought maybe I would get through my interview without mentioning COVID nineteen or supply chain, but it, it's it's a uh, technology podcast and it's impossible yeah. because it's always an a, a, an effect yeah. on, on our I'm, uh, I'm, world. I'm sure everybody who's in 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 the you know tech industry is is absolutely facing this. That's a, a huge challenge right now, and I believe it may not be even spoken about enough, um, but. Well, we're to, to wrap up on maybe a little bit more of a positive note on that. I don't oh, want to, you know, what, what is, um, what would you say the most, um, the best markets for you right now? It, um, I know California is, is much more solar, uh, 
oriented just because of uh, regulations saying that they have to at this point, I think, on new construction. So um, there are other the other areas where the energy uh, pricing is is lower, perhaps that uh, it's not as attractive to, to go solar. I'm just thinking that solar is definitely a driver for your product. Obviously, it's not the only way to do it. But uh, what what markets would you say are your strongest? Yeah, um, absolutely. Solar, solar and storage are some of the strong strongest drivers um i must say so um it could be anywhere from island uh um, geographies like uh, hawaii or puerto rico mm-hmm. and we work quite a lot there to um for sure california but also in general uh southwest right um arizona um for example may not be as popular for solar. I mean, they have a lot of sun, but they have uh, certain uh, regulation um, kind of constraints. But uh, most of the households in Arizona have demand charges, something Mm -hmm. that uh, we talked about today, right? Mm -hmm. And even without solar and storage, um, that's, you know, that that becomes a great product for them. But then also naturally uh, Northeast and Southeast, they have quite, uh, well, Strong and growing uh, solar and energy storage presence. Um, Texas, oh my God, you know, after what happened last winter, um, yeah. their resiliency push is so strong and absolutely visible uh, on the kind of home battery market. So uh, definitely uh, one of the core markets for us as well. Well, very good. I, I uh, wish you well on the supply chain, um, as I do for any technology company right now. But uh, but it sounds like a great product and and something that's uh, much needed uh, in our challenging uh, energy times as well. So, Alex, thanks for taking the time to chat today. Jeremy, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you. It was a pleasure to talk to uh, all of your listeners. And um, thanks again. Alex Bajanov is founder and CEO of Lumen. You can learn more about his company at lumensmart.com. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your favorite platform and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the bi-monthly print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.